Hey, Kyle. Hey, Lincoln. What did we just watch? Nothing. Yeah, we watched the new Scarlett Johansson movie, Rough Night. No, we didn't. It's where Scarlett Johansson and her gal pals, they have a rough night. There's hijinks. She goes to a male strip club. There's a tiger. Nobody watched that movie, right? They couldn't have. Kyle, have you know that it was actually number three in the box office for this weekend? Well, look what it was re- number three. Look what released this week. 47 meters down. 47 meters down. Rough night. Cars three. Cars three is easily number one. What was number two then? Still Wonder Woman, maybe? Probably. We or can hope. it could be All Eyes on Me that came out. The Tupac movie that everyone says is pure shit. Well, Kyle and I did not watch a shitty movie. We watched a very great... A24. A24, which is consistently picking up fantastic movies. Even though they did produce Tusk, but we understand why. It's financially smart for them to do Tusk. But so far, they've just been doing, you know, really smart, Amazing independent films. Artsy films. Other than, I think, Maggie, the Schwarzenegger film was A24. I think it did well. Decent enough, because it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Moonlight is what's really going to put him up there. It got, yeah, and that next Machina got the name of A24 out there. Yeah, but Moonlight, I mean, well, more than so. anything. The movie that we watched was It Comes at Night. You want to do a plot breakdown? It'll take two seconds. Okay, plot breakdown. Spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, wait, before spoilers, uh, see this movie. It was fucking extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, we've... We watched it a couple days ago because we really had to sit and think about this one. But at, when we came out of theater, I said that this may have been the best film we have saw in the theater. And I still stand by that. This year is really fucking hard when it comes to me thinking of like what my favorite movie has been. Which is insane because when we first looked at the end of last year, we were like, I hate this year. This year just sounds horrible. And so far, it's really knocking it out of the park. We've seen some shit. But overall, we've really enjoyed the majority of what we've seen. Plot breakdown is this. Joel Edgerton is Paul, and he came back from Siberia after fighting the thing. I don't think that's true. They weren't in Siberia, the thing. Was it? I thought it was Siberia. No, they were in Antarctica. Well, same thing. No, mm, not really. It's cold, I mean, shitty. Literally different polar opposites. Uh, just polar opposites. He got himself out of Guardians of the Galaxy 2 to come to an A24 movie. He doesn't really look like Kurt Russell. He looks exactly like Kurt not Russell. Not exactly. He looks like if Kurt Russell like had a he was like diseased a little. Like he lost some weight. He just lost some mass to him. He reminded me also of Joel from Last of Us. The plot for the movie is very simple. There is some kind of infection going on. It's a lot like the stand, the Stephen King novel of where it's kind of not really explained. It's just a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And it does something to people. We don't know. And somehow it's contracted. We don't know again. I'll, I'll get into what I think. Yeah. And it is about one family who takes in another family and everything is not how it seems. Or is it? Or is it? We don't. Not not explained. We can't really explain anything in this movie. And that's a positive, trust me. It's a movie that makes you as an audience ask so many questions and there are no answers ever. And it's just them surviving in this bleak post-apocalyptic world that's just crumbling around them you say that but is it really we know we don't see it crumbling it doesn't you don't see it but that's kind of the tone i think i got from it tone yeah but it doesn't look bleak it doesn't it's just dreadful i think that's just like the air and the atmosphere of the movie like visually there's nothing that's bleak and visually it's really a beautiful movie like during the day but like their actions and what happens in the movie and just the tone of the movie is just bleak and just sucks very real feeling one of the biggest things about the movie is how real it was and how uncomfortable it made me. 
many times. Yeah. And how much I dreaded that they were going to show what was out in the woods. Because they can only get sick at night. Or the sickness only comes at night. But you don't know why. Like the dog sees something. The kid sees something. I have my theory on that. I mean, I guess we're in spoilers. We're in spoilers. Travis, was that his name? Mm -hmm. I think he was infected the whole movie. I have thought about that as well. There's just little hints to me. He's getting vivid dreams that blur into reality. We don't know what's real, what's not. When the dog's barking at something, which in movies and in life, dogs can sense things people can't. He also sees it. There's a scene where his dad comes in to talk to him and he's drawing. And he draws pictures of monsters in the woods. That was the biggest thing that I, I thought of. Like, there's no reason that they would show the drawings if it wasn't an important plot thing. However, maybe it wasn't. Cause maybe it this, wasn't. Because this movie's super smart. Maybe they wanted me to think that. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, liked, I tend to lean toward he was infected the whole time. And he's the one that made the other family sick. And not vice versa. But one thing that kind of counteracts that as well is... There's so much subtlety to Travis's character of showing that he is not mentally stable because he just suffered seeing his grandfather die. He's seen all this death around him and just kind of the way that he interacts with people. I feel weird saying this, but just go with me. Okay. Did you think that he was maybe like on the autistic spectrum? See, I never thought that. I just thought that just the way that he was interacting with people. It just was off. There's something off about him. Well, could, he wanted to fuck the one guy's wife. Well, yeah. I, think, I mean, that could come from if he was infected. It just slowly fucking with him. Mm -hmm. And I know it could be counteracted that Paul says, well, it happened so quickly. Well, that for one, that's trusting that Paul knows what he's talking about. It might have had it quickly with his grandpa because he's older. Mm -hmm. But it also, it comes at night. Travis has a lot of trouble sleeping. I think he's the one that does some sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. Going kind of towards the end. He has a dream where he hears the dog barking outside and he goes outside to see what it is. And then when he wakes up, he goes downstairs, sees the door open, finds the dog. I don't know if that was a dream of him. Mm -hmm. I think he was sleepwalking, went outside, got the dog, brought it in. I don't I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Well, especially with him and his visions of you don't know what's real and what's not. Well, and kind of why I was thinking maybe that, you know, either mentally he's not there or he's on some like kind of like a spectrum is also just the way that his sister and i'm stepdad i don't i assume maybe i don't know if that because was his it, sister see that's the thing too you don't i don't know if it's a sister or a mom but how they are talking to him and just how he's supposed to be a teenager but they're referring to him in kind of like childlike ways and he's kind of having childlike ways i don't know and that's so the answer yeah, there's to no... every fucking question with this movie is i don't know and i love that and that's why i think a lot of people won't like it it's not straightforward it's not the movie the trailer makes it out to be, which I was prepared for because The Witch did the same thing. It makes it look like a horror movie. A lot of the imagery you remember is the grandfather, like vomiting blood. Well, that's just, it's not really setting what this movie is at all. It's in the movie. That it's is not the movie, what well, the movie is. And it's also the interesting thing about that is that that doesn't have really anything to do with the sickness as well. We don't think. You don't think, but I don't know. We don't know. We never really see the sickness other than like the boils on his body. Yeah, there's body. physical boils and then, well, I would say black eyes, but you don't actually really see that. No. That was just part of the visions and same with the black blood that was coming out. So we don't know if the visions are real. We don't really see what the sickness does to you. We don't see what it's like at the beginning or or we do and we don't know. Well, and then they're burning the bodies and like, why are they burning the bodies? That's never explained either. Well, maybe they just are that afraid. There might not be explanations for that. 
they might not know. Just doing it as a precaution. Yeah. Well, well, because they have animals and stuff. So if an animal were to eat the body, you know. I don't know. Because here's the thing. Like, you know, most people, you know, it's common to bury the dead. And why would you set them on fire if you're so worried about somebody finding you when that's going to have a smoke trail? Were they really worried about somebody finding them? How far away are they from people? Because when they get in the car and they go, they find people within two minutes. Well, in movie time, it's hard to say how far they really mm-hmm. went. Because that was on their way to the 80 miles away or whatever mm-hmm. that this guy was, supposedly. Was the house that they were at their house? Or was it a house that they made their house? I don't know if that's really important. It's just, I'm just thinking The ending about... of this movie was this the first time this family has chosen this route. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like those questions because I think in another movie... Oh, we would have seen been, monsters. Well, and they would have been talking about, you know, their entire backstory. And like, oh, we found this house. Oh, oh no, it's no, been no, this no. long since the outbreak started. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. They would explain what it is. And this, they're like, are you sick? No? Okay. I'm going to go check you out for three days. Well, and It's I going off what they think is right from what they've seen. But that doesn't mean that this is a one-day kill. Yeah, how many people have they seen? I mean, yeah, yeah, like we we don't know. And I love that I went into this completely blind. I just knew it was a twenty four. You told me about it. I saw the poster of the dog looking at the darkness, and I was sold. I did see the trailer. It really doesn't tell you anything because you have no idea how which way this movie's going. Even though it's a twenty four, and we're hooked, I think we both still expected you're going to see what's in the woods. You're gonna gonna see something, and you don't. I want to talk about the realism aspect of this movie and what was so impactful. Super major spoilers. Obviously, if you're still listening, you, you're pretty much I got to talk about the end. Oh, I'm 100% talking about the end. My jaw literally dropped when we were watching the climax of this film. The climax of the film is the other family is forcibly leaving and is trying to take supplies and leave. And it's implied that their little kid is infected. Paul is being beaten by, uh, fuck, what's his name? Will. Will. Paul is being beaten by him as his wife is watching, and Will's wife has the child, is on the hill. And eventually, Will gets shot by the wife. Sarah. Sarah. And Paul shoots and kills Will's child. This kid's like three. Yeah. Three or four. As, like, they're running up the hill, and he shoots, kills the child. The mother starts screaming, like, you killed my baby, and is just like, just fucking kill me. And he does. And he does. And then cut to Travis is in bed. He's infected. He dies. Then it's Paul and his wife, Sarah, sitting at a table looking at each other. Roll credits. Fucking dark, depressing ending, which I enjoyed that the movie took that route. Not enjoyed, I guess, but (laughs) I I I love love death and sadness. God, I love it when kids die. I love it. That's what I'm trying to say is I love when a movie is willing to take that chance and not have the happy ending or the big boss monster battle ending. And it felt real to me because let's say something like that were to really happen. Like an unstoppable outbreak or zombies or you see in movies where like if Lincoln turned into a zombie, I'd be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Depending on what I've seen, how long I've been through this, your instinct would not be that I can't. Your instinct would be like, I have to. There's no choice. You wouldn't hesitate to do what you had to do to survive. Well, there's a scene earlier in the movie that set up kind of that mindset. So Will is taking Paul to his house because he's, you know, convinced Paul, I have a wife 
a kid and we have like goats and chickens and we can trade and, you know, coexist. So they're going and these two men shoot at them and they crash the car. Then they get out and they start kind of having a firefight with these people. This is incredibly brutal and realistic just because, again, this is a non-flashy violence. That's what I really liked about it. It looked like a man got shot with a gun and how he would react if you got shot in the back with a fucking rifle. Repeatedly. Yeah. Because he kept crawling. And then I think Paul missed one of the shots. Mm-hmm. Then there's one guy that is was being held down by Will, and Paul just shoots him and just kills him. And Will's like, we could have got information out of him. It's like, eh, he tried to kill us. I shot him dead. We need to keep going. There's no hesitation. It was just brutal and animalistic and what you would do in that situation. I hate going back because I feel like we do this a lot where I'm like, in any other movie. But in any other movie, he would have the guy standing there and he'd be pleading for his life. And then Paul would be like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know if I can do it. And then Will would be like, give me that gun. And Will would just shoot him. And then that's how they would do that. It's very true. Or vice versa. Paul would do it that way to show that he. Not in this. There's no hesitation. Everything's so fast when it comes to the violence. Any time that there's danger, it's just fast and harsh. Especially the scene where Will has taken Paul with a gun to his back. And they're all like going to lower their weapons. And that was the most my heart was fucking pounding because I didn't know what was going to happen at that scene. I thought, well, they were going to fake to lower it and Sarah was going to shoot him. That's what I thought as well. No, it turns into a brawl from that. It just, the pace just keeps going and going and going towards a climax. Yeah. And then it just ends where you question, are they infected? Yeah. There's so many, because with Travis, like you're looking through his eyes kind of as like he's dying. And here's the thing. Is he dead or did he just pass out? I think he's dead. Is she infected? Because when you see through Travis's, it looks like that she's infected because of her eyes. Well, but when you see her sitting at the... It's hard to say there. Yeah. But she was also sitting at his bedside without a mask. But is it really airborne? They take their mask off a lot in this. Well, and you never know if the kid actually was infected. That's the biggest question in the movie. Did they just murder people? Or were they in the right? They'll never know. Will is the one I have a lot of questions with. For one, the brother thing. He said they were staying at his brother's house, but then later after Paul takes him in, he talks about how he's an only child. And he's like, oh, but that was, it's my brother-in-law, but I think of him as a brother. Is that to throw us off? Or is that to make you question Will's motives, even though it doesn't go anywhere? But the big question is, this movie tries to, like, what is the illness? Because they're like, we don't go outside at night, it comes at night. Will is tied to a tree outside for like two days. Well, here's okay. So here's the thing that I want to ask you. Like, how was he? When safe you're talking outside? about the infection goes at night, I don't remember them ever saying that. Well, they and don't go out at night. Yeah, all they say is that they don't go out at night. I don't remember them saying that it spreads at night. Well, then, because if, remember when they kill the two guys, they immediately start like disinfecting themselves. Because well, that's because they got blood on themselves. Mm-hmm. But when they do go out at night, they make sure to wear the mask. When they go out during the day, they do not. True, it is kind of, sometimes they wear it during the day and sometimes they don't. They did there because there was blood. Mm-hmm. But like when they're chopping wood and all that, oh, yeah, they true. don't take any precautions during the day. But if it only comes at night and it's that dangerous, how did Will survive outside? Well, here's the thing. To go on the Will thing, you don't know how long he was out there, Tide. It was at least a full day. It was at least a full day. And overnight. And he was doing that to make sure that nobody else was with him. Yeah. You know, they said that maybe it only takes like a day for the symptoms to come. But I'm just saying if what it is is something outside, Mm -hmm. Will was outside helpless throughout the night. 
is there even anything outside? But we don't know. And another thing, going back to Travis getting the dog, what if it was Travis that killed his dog? Like, what if he killed his own dog? Yeah. You know? What if there really isn't anything out there? What if there is? We'll never know until they make, it comes at night too. Electric boogaloo? And it spoils fucking everything. The child comes back from the dead, and it's like that zombie movie with Corey Feldman in it for 30 seconds. Oh, fuck off. The tone of the movie really was like a Cormac McCarthy version of The Stand. Yeah, um, something, it's not similar at all, but the reason I, I compare it to Last of Us all the time is it's just something that you get to a certain point and you know there's not a happy ending to this. And people want a Last of Us movie, this might be the closest you'll get, honestly. Like, there's moments of hope, mm-hmm. but you know in the end, this isn't going to end well. It's a well. very hopeless movie. There is ne- There is never a sense of these people are going to get through this. No, the only sense I ever had was you're going to see a monster in the woods. Or you're... I was so afraid of that. I was afraid that they were going to show that it, the grandfather had... Risen survived, from the dead. Yeah, something. It was going to be bad. something terrible. Or that it was the people that they shot or like... That they were right. Because I'd be like, well... Yeah. Because the people you care about in this are the ones that, at the end, you're like, I fuck, are they bad people? Well, yeah, that's the th- it's so morally ambiguous on both sides. No person makes an action without a questionable motive. And that's what's so great about it, is that it's not black and white. It's, oh, no. It's no. not, this family's the good family, and these people are the bad family. No, because even when they lay the things of like, oh, this, this side might be lying. Well, then you have to question, why? Why are they lying? What was their end goal? We don't see that. So let's say Will was lying. Why? And how much was Paul lying too? We don't really know anything about And if he was, why? Why was he lying? Is there an illness? Are they all just crazy? I think that's a stretch. I think there, I is, think there, is, there is an illness. There is an illness because yeah. you see the grandfather and stuff. And, well, Travis at the end. It's a lot of questions. What's interesting about this movie is that I have not seen a movie this split in opinion in a while and it's one that i didn't expect to be this split i didn't either until we watched it i don't know i still don't think it would be as split as it is right now because there's seriously like i was on letterbox the other night looking at reviews and stuff and it is if you, if you don't have letterbox you can check us out we're on letterbox it's pretty yeah sweet. i have my own personal profile but nobody cares about his don't we, look at we that. have one you want to yeah. look at wjw ours. podcast if you're ever curious what we gave a movie this is a shameless plug and you don't want to listen to the whole episode again, which you should because they're fucking amazing. Yeah. You can go on Letterboxd and see our stars. Mm-hmm. And I have a personal one that you nobody, can nobody cares about that. Send me DMs. Nobody cares about him. I, can you do that on there? Maybe. No, but don't check out his. Fucking like it. It is either the Spectrum. Oh, by the way, I'm going to go ahead and give my rating. I gave this a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah, I easily gave it a 10 as well. Yeah. There's either people that have the same opinion as us or one, like one stars. There's like no middle ground to this. I get that, though. If you look at the trailer, much like the trailer to The Witch, they look like traditional horror movies. A lot of the Im- the horror imagery you see is of, like the grandpa. This is just like the first two minutes of the movie. You don't see it again. It seems more like a horror movie, pulling itself to asking you in the trailer, like, what could be in the woods? Mm, yeah. Because this is way more akin to, like, Blue Ruin. I don't know, Blue Ruin. Oh, did you not see Blue Ruin? Mm. Oh, it's fantastic. It came out in, like, 2013. You didn't okay. see that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen that. This is a... Th- I don't want to say thinking Percy's movie because it's really pretentious, but mm. it's all right. Here we go. I haven't done it in a while. It's a lot like Lost was. Ooh, bringing it back to the Lost. Well, and something that it doesn't give you the answers. It's up to you to form what what do you think's happening. 
and fill in the blanks. You might be right, you might be wrong, but how do you interpret it? And that's what this does. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is also a small amount of Kubrick, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, with the tension and how it's not a gory movie by really any means. It's just very quick, brutal, and violent. And I got kind of the tinges of, say, like A Clockwork Orange, kind of like the realism of mm -hmm. violence and the bleak overtones of the world. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, very small Kubrick. I mean, it's not like heavy in symbolism. No, no, no. I don't think. No. Could be. I don't know. Thought of The Shining a lot as well, of just the creeping death in the background. This is one of those movies that you will think it's going to go a hundred different ways. But the one it does go, you would never expect. I mean, you will now because you listened to us and you just ruined a great movie and you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, not at all. You didn't ruin it. We just told you how it ends. It's still going to be really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just felt, you felt uneasy. Yeah, well, when, he, and, when he, like, sh when they were started, like, killing a family at the end, I didn't. Like, we thought that that's the logical way to go, but I, but I never thought that they would, that that would actually happen. And then you just, you know, you see him, like, breaking down as he's, like, physically shattered and mentally shattered, drinking, like, rum in his room. Well, I think at that point he was started, like, he was done with Will. Like, mm -hmm. he didn't trust him. I think at that point, honestly, Paul had already decided he was going to kill him. Oh, and there, well, I'm talking about after he kills the kid. Remember when it goes to him crying? Well, I thought, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that was more because his, because Travis died. It's a combination of like everything. So which leads me to believe that like Travis is his kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It it's doesn't never, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because the only pictures that they have, there's pictures of Paul and Sarah. And there's pictures of like uh, Travis and the grandpa. So it's hard to say. So, yeah. Did they just take him in? Don't know. I, I don't know either. Do not know. I can. All I know is this movie's fantastic. I think it's going to be a hard one to top this year. Well, and also, we, you know, we're recording this, what, we saw this two days ago? Yes. We're kind of in shock. Yeah. We <laughs> weren't going to record afterwards because I had to work early. I don't think I, we would have recorded anyway because yeah, I had to process it a little bit. And I've thought about this movie a lot since we saw it. And I really still don't know how to process it. But, you know, you start picking clues and forming an opinion. So I, that's how I formed that I think Travis was affected for quite a while in the film but it could not have been but it could not have been yeah they lay the pieces there for it to be anything you want it to be if you pick up on those certain pieces yeah you the can... drawing is the big one to me mm -hmm. like paul doesn't acknowledge it maybe that's just stuff that he draws normally and he's just grieving for over the, the camera to focus on it though but i think there's a lot of red herrings in this mm -hmm. like i think the the brother thing is such a just to pull us in a different direction I well, truly look, believe that. You can look at this movie through like five different lenses and get completely different stories. What I'm excited for is to watch it again because I guarantee there's hundreds of things that we missed that were important. Like every word that comes out of characters' mouths in this, I feel like it is important. And it's telling you a piece of the story or it's giving you a clue. Ooh, one thing I want to talk about before we wrap this up is how great the dialogue was. At no point did anybody say things that didn't sound like real conversation which is good because if the dialogue was bad in this this movie would have failed and we wouldn't have liked it mm -hmm. this is dialogue driven yeah 100 percent dialogue driven movie and like different actors i don't know that would have the same will i was on the fence about it first like when he first started having lines i'm like eh, i didn't really like his delivery well i think the delivery was because he was like dehydrated and been you know yeah chained to a tree because you start to realize like it just it didn't feel like they were reading scripts after that obviously they were this isn't real it's a movie. Calm down, people. The dog's fine. It's not dead. I did call that, though. Yeah, When you they did. saw the dog, I'm like, this dog's gonna fucking die. Well, because you, you looked over at me. I got something in my eye, and I was messing with my eye, and you're like, what's the matter? Little baby crying because the dog's dead already? 
Like, no, the dog wasn't even dead yet. I know. And I was like, shut up, Carl. Dog's not going to die. And you're like, just fucking wait. I thought they might do a thing, like in the thing. And they think they're safe. But the dog comes back at the end. They're like, oh, he's back. And they let it in. And they're like, oh, what did the dog come back with type thing? It has a little nods to all of that. Where I think it's like the thing. It's very mild, like with the thing. But you don't know who to believe. You don't know anything. Well, you don't know if Travis is lying either. You can't trust any of these motherfuckers. You don't know who opened that door. What if it was Paul that opened the door? Like, we don't know. What if Paul was infected and one of the things that it makes you do is kill babies? Who knows? Because he was pretty violent towards the end. Maybe it makes you be a little bit more violent. It's hard to say. I don't know. What if there are monsters and the monster opened the door? What if Will opened the door? It could have been any of them. What if it was just Andrew? What if Andrew was infected? And what they told us in the movie is 100% what was real. I'll pull a link in any other movie. Would have shown Paul go over to dead Andrew after he shot him and roll him over and realize he's not infected. But they do a good job and the mom hides the kid the whole time. And it makes sense because she's hiding him from a guy with a fucking gun pointed at her child. But he couldn't trust him to just let him go. Like any other movie would have also let him go. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Boy, that was such a happy conversation. This is not a happy fucking movie. <laughs> if you're going for like happy, fun time horror movie, don't go see this one. But if you want just a good movie that makes you think, like a smart movie, and I'm not saying there's not a lot of smart movies, but there's not a lot of smart movies. They don't make it here anyway, to our town. Like the movies like that don't normally come here. So I think, you know, Tusk and Moonlight for a lot, or Tusk really, to give them the money to get movies like The Witch to us and Moonlight never came here. Nope. But, you know, we've gotten The Witch and we've got Because gotten, we don't need no black folk. Yeah, when we've gotten it comes now. Yeah, we don't live in the most progressive of towns. We knew we weren't getting that one. I'm like, Ooh, gay, gay black people? I have a story. Mm, we're not I have a seeing story that for one. right now, Kyle. I'm oh, so glad God. that you reminded me about this. I got Sig Heiled today. What? I got Sig Heiled today. Did you give it back? No. What? No. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, did you, like, you might no, think it's no, a no, wave. No, no, and, like, no, 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 no. What happened was, is that. So do you look like a Nazi? Huh? I don't, th- I think I look the furthest from a Nazi. Uh, I don't know. What were you wearing? What I'm wearing right now. Okay, yeah. I mean, minus the Wonder Woman. I mean, you do wear, like, death metal stuff. Or blood metal. You wear your blood metal (laughs) shirts. And your fucking, like, denim jacket that you want to put spikes on and stuff. No, I wasn't wearing that at work. Well, I didn't know. You didn't say it was at work. Yeah, it was today. It was at work. Okay. It was at work. Okay. So, I was fucking checking these people out. This guy comes in. Pretty, you know, you look at him, you're like... All right, that guy's been in jail. He's probably part of the Aryan Brotherhood or whatever. As he leaves, I say, have a good day. He looks at me, gives me a big old Sig Heil. And to add on to this, I saw somebody today with a tattoo that you would have loved. What I? You would have loved it. Okay. He had two tattoos that you would have loved. Okay. This is so off topic. He had on his chest, the only reason why I know is because, you know, those like D-bag like tank tops where it's like super it's like a it's like a man thong on the front oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. he had a rebel flag confederate flag all on his chest okay we're in indiana we're in indiana and then on his arm do you have you ever you see those ones where it's like a it's like a it's like a monsters like you know oh god did he have the monster logo it was the monster logo ripping his skin (sighs) and underneath it was another confederate flag I never understood the, like getting a product tattooed on you. No offense, CM Punk. You're cool. But it's so weird. People get the Fox logo tattooed all the time as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's the town that we live in, so that's why we didn't get moved. So what I'm saying there is 
please never get our fucking logo tattooed on you. Ever. I mean, I guess if you do, it'd be cool, but it's oh, fucking it's on stupid. The neck. Don't, like a riffraff BET. D- oh, God. Don't put us on a neck or face if you are, or no knuckle. Like, hide that shit. I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we have to worry about people <laughs> tattooing, tattooing us on them. See ya, Kyle. Give me a hell yeah. No.